Welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be touching on the latest update. There's a new release for Sea of Thieves. This is the first update since uh, 2.8.0. The Season 9 update came out, so we're going to be covering the patch notes. We're going to be covering the Emporium content, which I think is a little interesting given what's been going on in Sea of Thieves. So I'll be talking, I'll be talking a little bit about that as well as some other stuff going on from uh, UK, uh, one of the, the uh, Sea of Thieves streamers and YouTube creators. So all that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. But before I get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons because they're the ones that are supporting this podcast so that you guys can enjoy the quality that you're hearing now. So thank you to People's Republic, LQ'd, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Chateau Neuf, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Jorby Jorbs, Carl Embo, Kazia the Aficionado, Nightstar, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Raja the Brave, Regis Stella, Replicated Flame, Rust Belt Kid, Norwegian, Skamelt 666, Captain Dasm, Captain Chonky, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Captain J Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, The Lore Chronologist Dead Eye Dre, Heger Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for heading over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast to show your support for this content. It really does help with the bills. Uh, I don't stream a whole lot. I'm going to be trying to stream a bit more, but these folks are the ones that are helping make sure that I don't have to try and do stuff that will, uh, that just does not, it's, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at this and they, they appreciate that. And I appreciate you all for supporting. First up on today's docket, let's talk about the patch notes. We're not going to talk about the Emporium stuff just yet. We're going to be saving that for a little bit later because I have a weird theory. It's going to be an interesting theory, so make sure you have your tinfoil hats for that. Uh, but we got new cosmetics. Um, last patch... At the beginning of season nine, we got orders or uh, gold hoarder cosmetics that are available. They're very expensive and they they are very nice. But uh, I think I spent three hundred thousand gold on a belt, which was a lot of gold to spend on a belt. But this time we've got Order of Souls cosmetics. Um, so now you can actually go and uh, pick up some new Order of Souls cosmetics. These are not a costume. They are broken up by piece. Uh, there's also weapons and equipments now uh, available. So head over to the outposts for the respective shops and you can look to pick those up. Uh, there is an Order of Souls sword. It's a, a larger sword. I'm very curious to pick up uh, when I can. Or if I remember to, I guess would be a better way to say that, uh, to see how big it is. Because we already have one uh, that was a reward. Um, I'm just curious to see like how this bigger version looks. Uh, also, 
In this update, we had two two major updates. Um, the first one was a ghost fleet encounter balancing. Uh, this is one that actually was kind of interesting. I think a lot of people were kind of wondering why this one got put in. But the damage required to defeat captain's ships and the burning blade during a ghost fleet encounter has now been reduced. Uh, the number of wraith cannonballs rewarded for completing the encounter has now been increased. So it seems as though that now that we have the ghost event uh, kind of back after a, a year or so uh, after them taking it out, we are now going to be able to complete this a little bit faster and we're going to be rewarded more with those Wraith Cannonballs, which if you remember is part of a commendation. Uh, they were pretty abused um, for different uh, the dives when you're going to do hourglass battles. Um, and now that, that that's kind of like been a little bit slower, uh, people are now using the Wraith Balls. Now, this is just for the uh, Ghost Fleet encounter. This isn't the, the voyage. So uh, nothing has changed with the actual voyage itself. Um, this is just for the world event. And as such, uh, I think it's a little bit nicer. You know, you get a, a hefty amount of loot there as well. But with commendations being what they are, they still need to be relatively accessible for people. And waiting for something that's on an RNG rotation to be able to get uh, multiple Wraith Cannonballs, I think that's a fair trade-off for uh, having the chance at getting a Wraith Cannonball from the, um, the, the activatable Ghost Fleet that you can do from the Order of Souls Voyage. Uh, so the other part of this was the Ashen Voyage availability. Now... This was something that was brought in with Season 9. Uh, these are the Ashen Voyages that you can purchase from the Shipwright, um, and they no longer have trading company reputation requirements. Uh, this is just makes it a little bit easier for those people who are looking to go out to do Ashen Voyages um, out in the Roar. Uh, you can now have those uh, accessible to you without having to worry about any kind of trade company reputation. Then moving into the accessibility section of the patch notes, uh, it looks like that narration playback speed has uh, players using the let's let games read to me uh, now have additional controls within the settings menu to adjust the speed of narration uh, this will allow players to set a speed that is the most convenient and comfortable for them um, if you're not sure what this is or why it's important uh, for those that use uh, the let games read to me if you are having someone or if you have someone that has uh, the ability to kind of understand or, or perceive or or listen to stuff faster than others, um, you'd be surprised at how fast uh, some folks who have uh, visible, visible or no visible disabilities, uh, vis visual disabilities. If you have visible, see, I'm going to mess it up again or visual disabilities. See, I'm still doing it. Visual disability. Uh, you can tend to hear stuff a little bit faster um, when it's played back faster, uh, sightless combat has posted videos about this. Um, I've, I've talked to people who's and, and it's a training thing. It is purely like a training thing. Um, I think at one point when I was listening to podcasts on a daily basis and it was like, I was just listening to them constantly hours upon hours and upon hours. Uh, I, I was able to get up to about two and a half, um, sometimes like three times speed and still be able to understand exactly what people were saying unless they had a heavy accent. Uh, so for all intents and purposes, it, it just allows you to listen to stuff a little bit faster, which is kind of nice. Um, then they've got the uh the the twitch drops that we had um this was something that happened, I believe it was was it last weekend? I think it was last. No, it wasn't this 
oh, when I'm going to have to check and see when this actually happened because my brain's telling me one thing compared to another. Okay, so yeah, this was something that happened last week, about nine days ago. So yeah, th that was in the patch notes. That's something that I, I don't know why they put that in there. Anyway. Some of the fixed issues that we got with gameplay, uh, skull or seagulls now appear over treasure dropped when defeating a megalodon, um, something that I thought was happening. Uh, supplies, supply barrels jettisoned from a ship will no longer sink while players are nearby. Uh, supply barrels harpooned onto a ship will no longer disappear when sailing away from the area where they were collected. Players are no longer able to bypass the purchase limit at the ship right when retrieve, uh, retrieving multiple supplies. So this was something where people were timing up the purchase of supplies so that if you all wanted to stock up on cannonballs, um, you would all go into the menu, you would get ready to select it, you would count down, and then you would purchase it all at once. And you'd have four people being able to purchase it as opposed to the limit, which was one, uh, one thing. Um, so sorry guys, you guys were getting around the system. Don't be surprised if they're going to patch it. Uh, crews are now granted the correct emissary grade progression when bringing treasure onto their ship using a harpoon. Of course, they changed the way harpoons work. Um, emissary grade was not progressing. There's still some things that I've seen with certain voyages where you can harpoon it, but it doesn't automatically drop it onto your ship. Uh, so I'm sure that will slowly get its way worked in through the uh, the bug fixes. Let's see. Uh, players below deck caught by the blast from a trident of dark tides or the Disney sticks. Uh, as it hits the outside of the ship's hull will now take reduced damage as intended. Uh, rowboats containing treasure will no longer leave items floating in the air when docked or undocked from the sovereign's dock. That was something I think I think I've seen for a while now. That's it's nice to see that uh, when taking part in a skeleton fleet battle. Players' ships in close proximity to each other will no longer prevent the fleet from appearing from the depths, um, which means that they will pop up wherever they want, and I have seen that happen. Uh, next up, players discovering the Chest of Legends at the final dig site during the search for cursed treasures uh, will now find the voyage completes as intended, which is nice because that is a completion that you need to do for different commendations. Uh, pirates are now prevented from retrieving multiple voyages from the mysterious journal. Uh, and a couple things to a couple tall tales here. It looks like uh, Pirate's Life. Crews are now prevented from using the cage key on a nearby door which would block them from being able to complete the tall tale as well as the revenge of the morning star crew crews are no longer rewarded when cashing in the skull of captain douglas or chalice of resurrection very interesting that those uh had value at some point uh and then for hourglass battles or the battle for the sea of thieves crewmates who join during a battle and are held on the Ferry of the Damned are no longer awarded allegiance when the battle ends. This is something that I I hadn't heard about. I didn't hear that this was an issue. I didn't know this was something that was going on. I'm not even sure like who is is allowing this kind of thing because typically I I sail on closed crews and I don't think I have anyone that really jumps in on my voyages, even you know even without just messaging me. Um, granted, I'm not doing battles all the time, so I don't know if maybe that's a factor or not. But uh, this was something that was nice uh, that a lot of people were really happy about. 
but it didn't it didn't really cross my mind as something that was like an issue um, but I am glad that they fixed it because it, it does seem like that is a, a kind of a cheat uh, to be able to get allegiance when you didn't even do anything and all you did was just join a ship that was in battle uh, next the players who lose a battle while on the ferry of the damned should no longer encounter the rare scenario where they appear beneath the waves after returning from the ferry uh, moving into Captains of Adventure. This was the uh, Season 7 update where Captaincy was introduced. Further improvements made to saving ship customizations, reducing scenarios where captains saving a livery, decoration, or trinket would result in their chosen customization or customizations not persisting between sessions. Thank you, man. The number of times I've spent gold on saving a livery set or, or anything to a ship and coming back and having that not show up uh, really was frustrating it, it, to the point where I almost didn't even want to use the system uh, because I had a feeling that that would be something that would just end up costing me gold that I didn't get to use. Um, I'm still not 100% sold on having to constantly uh, repair my ship to make it like pay for my ship to look nice. I, I get that that actually does kind of work lore wise uh, and is a good gold sink. But as far as the saving of uh, ship customizations, I don't know anyone that's shaving their ship. Maybe you are. If you are, make sure you're using good razor blades for that. Uh, but for saving ship customizations and, and spending gold on that, I don't know maybe that needs to be lowered or maybe it's just not a deal. I just, I don't know. Every time I lose my, my saved customizations, uh, it just frustrates me that I have to go all the way back in, save them all, and then spend the gold on them again without any kind of compensation. Uh, Next, uh, a captain's logbook will now maintain a consistent record of events after migrating across servers. Um, this is just a nice little thing. I think that they, they do have problems with how much information can be stored in the game. Um, and obviously, the longer that you're going, the more information that stuff has to retain. So it'll be very interesting to see just how this plays out, if anyone notices or if anyone even uh, really cares about this kind of thing. If you do, I'd, I'd be curious to hear why uh, you you appreciate having these kind of changes in there outside of them just, you know, keeping keeping that kind of information handy. Let's see. There's also uh, a captain's logbook will now retain its customized appearance after being placed into a collector's chest and after being dropped and picked up. Uh, so make sure that was another thing, too. I didn't I don't feel like that ever stuck after you lost your customization after it like it, you'd save it and stuff like that that was always something that i felt like those and the titles and all that stuff never really felt like it stuck if you ever had your stuff reset and that always bugged me as well too um the captain's logbook will now show the correct events page after being collected in a collector's chest which just coincides with uh after it's being picked up or migrating service and then a players holding a captain's logbook will no longer be offered the option to retrieve treasure from a collector's chest, which is an interesting one. Uh, moving into the Pirate Emporium fixes, uh, players are now able to preview the King's Ransom crown on their pirate whilst browsing the Emporium. Uh, the glowing eyes on the Frostbite figurehead are now much more visible at a distance. The Sea Serpent Collector's sails are now using the correct tile art. And the Labyrinth Looter 
weapon bundle, which is the Minotaur stuff, uh, now displays the correct iconography. Something I wanted to actually bring up as I take a pause about this, there is something that bugs me with uh, the the actual interaction. So uh, we, we were just covering the King's Ransom, Ransom Crown being able to be uh, viewed on your pirate while browsing. Um, and, and I noticed weapons don't do this. Uh, there's no way to tell. And I think this kind of goes back to the order of souls um equipment and and weapons and clothing set that we just got with this latest update is there there isn't a way for you to actually preview weapons so like i was curious how big was the order of souls sword um but there's no way to actually see it on your your pirate holding it and i think that's kind of a, a weird disconnect like you can see clothing but you can't see all clothing like you can't preview dies uh, but you can't, but you can see clothing on your pirate. So I, I feel like we need to get a little more consistency with the the actual preview system. Um, you know, and, and there's so often times where I was looking at something in the Pirate Emporium. Um, but like, for example, if I wanted to look at the Order of Souls stuff, I could look at the Order of Souls stuff, but I could only view it from the front. And I couldn't actually see like what was on the back of it. So I had to actually buy the cosmetic, put it on, and then do an emote to be able to see what the back of the uh, back of it looked like. So it's a weird thing that there's just a, a, a weird sense of insecurity or not insecurity. Um, uh, oh, I can't think of the word that it is inconsistency. Thank you. I, I, I know you yelled it at me while I was talking. Uh, so there's some inconsistency with how things are previewed before you shell out all of the gold to be able to get some of this stuff. So I would love if they start taking a little more notice on, you know, if you're going to put in cosmetics and cosmetics are the reward for this game outside of the, the time that you spend in there, you get your gold, you get your cosmetics, and that's what you work towards for the most part. Um, it's what drives a lot of people to do stuff in Sea of Thieves. Uh, it's the carrot on the stick. I would, I would love for them to be able to have a way for us to properly preview stuff from the, uh, not just the Emporium, but also all of the shops. Uh, allow me to be able to spin my character around um, while I'm previewing something, you know, like click on it, confirm if I want to buy it. And while I'm confirming if I want to buy it, have the, the right joystick or the mouse or, you know, what have you. Let me spin it around so I can take a look at it while I'm holding it. See if it's something that looks good from the front and the back. Cause you know, that's, that's one of the things that I think a lot of folks are, are not really thinking about, but maybe hesitant on when it comes to new stuff. It's like, ah, oh, well, how's it going to look on my pirate? Okay. Well now I want to see all of it and not just the front of, of what I'm going to look like kind of thing. Uh, next up, let's uh, let's quickly go through the in environment stuff. So pirates can no longer intersect with the environment within the basements of sea forts, um, which I don't know why they were doing that. Uh, within the pirate religion hideout, pir uh, pirates should no longer be able to push through the environment into the sea, which is nice. Uh, pets can now follow players around in the new areas of the pirate legend hideout. That seems like a weird thing. Maybe they just had to get the pathing in there. Um, for the sake of the gold the shores of gold, uh, players are no longer able to bypass the traps and reach the gold hoarder vault by passing through the environment, which is nice. It's a weird thing. Maybe people are speed running it. I don't know. And a pirate's life. 
rocks found within the tunnels that led to sailor's grave now appear correctly i appreciate that uh let's talk about the user interface so players on lower spec hardware me should no longer experience graphical issues or missing ui Im or imagery after leaving a session and quickly joining a new session something i didn't do uh, after raising and lowering an emissary flag bringing up the radial should no longer show an active emissary something i tweeted about not too long ago now this is something that i didn't find this is something that i just happened to notice the other day and i posted about what's wrong with this image and uh that turns out that <laughs> is something that people have experienced so good to see that they fixed that after switching categories within the ship's uh, shipwright's voyage shop players making a purchase will no longer find the category is reset something i didn't realize but i appreciate uh, storage crates for single resources such as cannonball crates no longer display additional ui elements within the storage limit spaces so uh, you know how they now have all of the different things that you can have in a storage crate well for the cannonball crates the food crates wood plank crates it's unnecessary those are very specific browsing the trials section within the pirates log pirates log pirates log there we go uh enunciate your words now correctly displays the selected page which i didn't realize was an issue uh the name of a player's pet is now displayed correctly in the chat notification pane i appreciate that uh moving on to accessibility when enabling the extended audio range of sea rocks to improve sailing audio cues, players using headphones will no longer hear audio effects in both ears at the same time. Uh, players using let games read to me uh, will no longer hear punctuation narrated within the custom server menus and will no longer hear incorrect or repeated narration while navigating the info and tips section um then let's say we'll go into the visual and audio stuff when boarding a player ship from the sea players are no longer able to muffle the boarding audio effects by grabbing the ladder while aiming down sights ensuring nearby players will always hear someone boarding from the ocean now i wanted to address this a little bit because i know people are kind of out there thinking like oh of course sure okay i'll believe it when i see it um this was something that they had talked about in the past and thanks to some some folks that i i won't I'm not going to put them on blast, but they, they freely put out that information. Uh, they said that this was originally for people who were using the sword to aim, or block and then grab the ladder and were able to, to muffle the sound of boarding. Uh, this has now been extended to the other weapons as well, too. So hopefully if everything works out and you've got your audio set up properly, you know, music low, audio cues high, you should be able to hear people trying to board your ship. Um, I haven't run into this yet because I don't think I've actually had a border since this past or since this update went out. So uh, I'll have to wait and see, keep an ear out for that. And uh, if you if you notice that it just seems kind of weird, grab a clip, submit it to Rare, see if they can uh, analyze it and see if it's actually a, an issue that st they're still running into or not. Uh, player, player, no, pirates, players. Pirates striking another ship with a cannon fire will no longer hear other game music quieten or quiet quieten Qu quieten. Oh, is that a word? That's a word for an extended period. 
Players shooting, sprinting, and aiming in quick succession with an eye of reach should no longer encounter rare scenarios where the weapon animation becomes stuck and prevents aim down sights. Um, this is this is an interesting fix because this is rare admitting that they understand that quick scoping uh, to sprint cancel the animation um, to get your your weapon your other weapon out faster is a thing. Now, I would like for them, if you're listening, Rare, to really kind of address, are you okay with players firing a blunderbuss, sprint, a, or, or a sprint, cancel the animation for the blunderbuss to be able to swap to the eye of reach and then quick scope the person? Because we've seen the plays out there and they're fantastic. It's really amazing. Some of the things that people do, you know, they'll eye of reach and then they'll blunder to kill someone and it's really quick, but it messes with the game. It, you're literally admitting that it breaks the animation so that they, that it becomes stuck and prevents aiming down sights. So if the issue is, is that people are doing something that breaks it and that's not something that everyone has uh, a real easy time doing this again there's a disparity between pc and controller in this case mouse mouse and keyboard and controller they don't get afforded the same uh, luxuries you know it's a lot easier to sprint cancel animation on a mouse and keyboard than it is for controllers from an anecdotal perspective maybe the analytics are, are there and you can share that but again it feels a little like we're getting too close to the double gun issue that arose back in like 2019 so maybe maybe we could address this on the next podcast as my as as my request for commentary on this uh when a skeleton fleet battle is active players moving around the reaper's hideout will no longer hear the audio effects cutting out i appreciate that because man it doesn't take a whole lot for you to uh to hear that um, every time we go even closer to it. Uh, let's see. After speaking with various characters found across the world, players leaving the conversation will now hear the correct ending phrase, which is interesting. I wonder how, how they're addressing this. Uh, equipping the lucky hand dress no longer causes a pirate's tattoos to appear cut off, which is kind of nice. They just went and fixed that. The sweet treat capstan, which is the um, the chocolate fondue one, chocolate fountain now blends more seamlessly with the pool of chocolate uh when being raised and lowered which i didn't think about I'm, i don't think i've actually ever equipped that one so i'll have to do that uh and then the white corners are no longer visible on the cf uh season nine title screen something that was pointed out by oh gosh who was that i can't remember who it was they did a good job of pointing it out, out though. Uh, the mysterious stranger will now consistently appear at the intended level of detail when visiting in the tavern instead of the N64 version that he was. Uh, players with a buried treasure map will now see the correct iconography on the map after migrating servers. Um, the vote to scuttle option in the in the settings menu no longer uh, displays debug text string and are all translated uh, to all non-English languages, which I appreciate. I'm glad they fixed that because a lot of people were like, I don't know what this other vote to scuttle option is. And then let's see the description for the fortune's favor commendation has now been correctly reflected that handing in the chest of fortune at a variety of locations will still still count towards progressing the commendation, which means you can turn it into the sovereigns and not worry about having to turn in the chest of fortune to the gold hoarder specifically. Uh, players attempting to equip 
invalid decorations to a sloop we'll now see a translated error message in the player's preferred language which is nice because they can't use everything uh the emissary tutorial now mention that doubloons as well as gold and reputation are increased based on emissary grade when selling items as an emissary uh, when players speak to Lorena, she will now mention the new features introduced as part of Season 9. Uh, she no longer has a whole bunch of junk to sell. That's all now been put on the outpost, which I don't think was actually mentioned in this. Uh, and then as, a, uh, of course, improved server stability to reduce instances where players are disconnected from their sessions. Some of the known issues are, as always, reduced server performance, ranged and melee weapon hit detection, and there's a small... Uh, visual error with the Sawbones clothing set, which might as well get into after the break. Ahoy there, Pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any two vip books or use the affiliate link for green man gaming if you're a pc gamer or you'd like to save money on games it's one of the benefit of being a pc gamer head over to green man gaming you can get codes for steam epic any of the different stores that they have deals going on they have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there please consider using our affiliate link all of that goes straight to me through the network thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast it means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show uh so pirate emporium time let's talk about the pirate emporium so national pet day uh is on tuesday i think it's on this Tuesday. And right now, if you head over to the Pirate Emporium, as of listening to this, there may still be time for you to pick up a bunch of the pets on discount. Not all of them, but a fair amount of the pets are actually on sale right now, up to 50 to 60% off for pretty much all of them. Uh, this is going until 10 a.m. UTC on April 17th, which unfortunately is just a little bit too late for those of you that don't listen right away, which is why I'm trying to get this podcast out just a little bit sooner so that you'll still have some time to be able to do that. Um, everyone got an email about this if you have your email hooked up to Sea of Thieves' account. So just make sure that if you want, uh, some sometimes doing a podcast, we find out this stuff pretty late. Um, outside of that, I wanted to dive into the Emporium so that you can take a look and see what kind of stuff is going on. And we got a new Emporium set. There's a new uh, ship collection. There's a new clothing collection. There's a new weapon collection. There's a trinket. Uh, there's also some new emotes as well as a free emote. So there's the encouraging clap emote that is for free available in the Pirates Emporium. And there's a new bundle. And as usual, the bundle is in the different stores. Uh, you're going to be able to get the 550 ancient coins as well as the 25,000 gold. And with that, you're going to get the Sawbones Surgery uh, Clothing Bundle as well as the Weapon Bundle and the Quick Draw Weapon Pose Emote. 
So this is something that's available, uh, at least in the US uh, for, for our currency. Um, if you have Game Pass, it's $15.29, uh, normally $17. And it's around that in your respective uh, territory depending on the currency they're using and how that all fluctuates. So be sure to check out that in the Steam as well as the Microsoft Store so that you can save some money on that. And I wanted to talk about um, the Sawbones collection because I think that the Sawbones clothing bundle is something that's really interesting because first off, this is a bundle, it's not a costume. Um, it's, I think, one of the first bundles that we've seen uh, of a full clothing scent that's actually been not a costume. Um, originally, Rare had talked about how costumes are ways for them to do more elaborate or uh, types of, of um, clothing that they wouldn't normally be able to do if uh, it was all separate pieces. And now we have a set that is separate pieces and does have really cool looking cosmetics. So obviously they've been working on the tech for Sea of Thieves. They've been working on how this all works out because now we're starting to see stuff that would originally be something that we would assume is a costume uh, being released as four different pieces. There's a hat, gloves, belt, and a jacket. And I actually really love these. I think they've done a fantastic job with them. Um, so if you head over there, you can uh, over to the Pirate Emporium set, you'll be able to take a look at these. Um, the Sawbones ship set and the costume set with the weapon set is all effectively designed after a Plague Doctor. Um, and there's a bit of history to this, which I think is actually really interesting. So if you don't know, Plague doctors were said to have been physicians who treated victims of the bubonic plague during epidemics, meaning uh, around the time of the 16th and 17th century. And often these plague doctors were the last thing a patient could see before death. Therefore, the doctors were seen as a foreboding of death. And the first known known kind of observation of these guys was, was pretty early on. But uh, if you're not quite familiar with what a plague doctor looks like. Um, they typically wear a mask. They have a linen cloth over their head with a wide brimmed hat and a long overcoat that typically goes all the way down to their ankles. They generally wear gloves. And in the long beaked nose of the mask, uh, they typically would put different types of herbal, herbal type things like lavender was the most common. And this was kind of around the time of 1650 to uh, 1658 was the first observance of this uh, during an epidemic in Rome. And most of the time, uh, the the plague doctors are something that's been associated with the bubonic plague or the, the, the uh, black plague or the, the black death. Um, it's the most popular. It's, uh, it's the one that's most referenced. And it is actually caused by a bacteria um, based on a plague that was spread by inflected or infected fleas um, from small animals such as rodents. Uh, mostly. One of the interesting things I find about this is that the time right now in Sea of Thieves is a very interesting time because we are kind of in the, the before stages of the golden age of piracy. Uh, Mike has talked about this a lot. We've they, he, He's talked about how we're getting closer and closer to the golden age of piracy. Well, the golden age of piracy, believe it or not, was set between 1650 and 1730. 
with the start of the buccaneering period around 1650 to about 1680 for about 30 years by the Anglo-Saxon group who were based in Jamaica and Tortuga attacking Spanish colonies. Um, the interesting thing about this is to me, it feels like these are, are, I mean, we've had, there's been plagues that have been going on for a long time. And in, in, in particular, I think the bubonic plague happened, uh, before the, the, the golden age of piracy, but it was definitely an issue and, and disease was something that was, um, very concerning on a lot of ships, which is why we had cats on ships because the cats would hunt down, uh, the rats and kill the rats because the rats were typically, uh, getting onto ships to get into the feed, to get into the grains, and they would come with fleas. And the fleas would be the things that would typically have uh, the, the, they would be infested with the, the bacteria that would end up causing the plague. And if you don't know, um, thanks to uh, uh, past jobs that I've had in the past, uh, flea eggs can live for a very long time on animals um, until there is uh, a good time. They can lie dormant for a very long time until the right conditions when they can hatch and actually go and and actually get their first blood meal. It's very important. It's a weird thing. Um, Hopefully you're not eating. I apologize if you're eating right now. Uh, So it it was very interesting to think about, okay, well, we're getting Plague Doctor cosmetics in Sea of Thieves right now, which was something that happened definitely during the time of uh, the golden age of piracy, which we're kind of just just before here. And the reason why I think it's interesting is because if you guys have been paying attention and shout out to Captain Falcor for this, because I don't think I would have really paid attention to this if it wasn't for his posts as well as a few others out there. So uh, thanks to the the super sleuths out in the Sea of Thieves community who are keeping uh, abreast of the situation with all of the tweets. Um, but if you if you haven't been paying attention, there has been a rat that has been wandering around a lot of the cinematics as well as a lot of the uh, photos that have been posted from Sea of Thieves. Um, and they've been purposefully putting the, this rat with little green eyes that kind of looks like it has like an ashen curse, like it's a mysterious stranger that's been like transmogrified into a rat or something or maybe it's just a uh, kind of like how the the reaper's heart creatures are for the reapers well now the athena have rats that kind of run around um but for all intents purposes i find it very interesting that on the precipice of the golden age of piracy we have a new outpost that is a proper fort and, and in fact it's called uh port merrick and um or not fort but a a port uh, sorry fort port you can forgive me, hopefully, on that one. Uh, but we have Port Merrick. New Golden Sands Outpost is now... It, Golden Sands Outpost was then New Golden Sands Outpost, which is now Port Merrick. And there's a very nice kind of like tribute to Merrick. Uh, the statue was unveiled. Finally, the shipwright and the uh, merchant have been completed. Uh, we now have a dry dock over at Port Merrick. And um, the Order of Souls... Uh, or not the Order of Souls, what's it called? Uh, the Castaway Tent... Um, over in, in the, uh, over by the beach is now moved over to a really beautiful little fountain that you can fish for pondies out of. Um, but over at Port Merrick, which is uh, a name, uh, it's a choice. Um, I don't know that I would have gone with that. In fact, actually I took a, I posted a poll about this and I almost forgot that I wanted to take a look at the results of that, uh, while I was recording this. Cause I, I threw it up pretty late. I didn't know how it was going to go. Um, yeah, there's, there's about 39 votes. It's about 60, 60, 30, 
on people being okay with the name versus not being okay with the name. So I think people are kind of mixed about it. I don't know if they're necessarily like sold on that, but you know, for all intents and purposes, I think that people are okay with it. Um, getting back to the thing is, is that uh, first off, go over to the statue and make sure that you read the little the little blurb that's at the base of the statue because it has a picture of his family and there's some flowers and uh, there's a, a hidden commendation tied to um, uh, uh, Umbra. Uh, in the the legends of sea uh, commendations to make sure that you're you're reading that so head over there and make sure you check that out um, beautiful beautiful port uh, by the way and um, uh, you know any port in a storm it is no longer an outpost it is now a proper port and during this point in my life uh, on the precipice of the golden age of piracy and sea of thieves I have to wonder if there's a correlation between the plague doctors arriving as an emporium set given the nature of what their job was and what it meant to see a thieves and now seeing all over the social media that there's a little rat that's running around um you know kind of pushing themselves into there and one of the things that um falcor and a bunch of other people i'm sure at that but i noticed falcor's uh, uh kind of telling of it is that the first letter in each of the posts that have been done where a rat has been found um is if you take all of the first letters it starts to spell out a sentence and so far, um, with all of the posts that we've had up until the latest one, which was just a few days ago, uh, it says looking for and then the letter T, which means that we're kind of finishing the rest of the word. Um, and I think what this suggests is that we are going to be seeing something tied to uh, the first mystery based off this rat. Now, I don't know if the rat is also tied to the next adventure because of the green eyes or not, uh, but I found it very interesting that during the time just before the golden age of piracy, um, that plagues were abundant across Europe in different times in different areas uh, that we receive a plague doctor outfit as a rat is running around social media suggests that maybe there's a correlation. This is the tinfoil hat section. Maybe there's a correlation between why we're seeing plague doctors and rats uh, together around the same time, right about the time that there were a lot of plagues going on. Maybe that's a, a something that's talking about how with the um, port coming into uh, full full or, uh, its final stage, you know, its its final form. Um, maybe we start to see shipments coming in from outside the Sea of Thieves, and we start to see issues where people start having sickness. You know, maybe we start to get a mystery that we have to solve. That is, uh, you know, why people are becoming sick in Sea of Thieves. And it, the, the, you know, kind of plague doctors are kind of coming in at the right time uh, as, as, as this rat is kind of running rampant and, and with Port Merrick having shipments in from outside the Sea of Thieves due to the increased traffic. Like, who knows? Uh, very, very tinfoil hat situation right now. I don't think it's really going to lead to anywhere, but it was an interesting thing. It was a nice little dive into into history as soon as I saw it and I started thinking about, ah, you know, that's weird. Why? Why? Why Plague Doctors, of all things, coming into the game now, right when they've been like teasing this rat that's been going around the Sea of Thieves? Like, it's such a weird thing. But the only thing that really connects it is that there was a plague associated with both of those things. Um, so I'd be very interested to see if something happens with this. 
And if it does, what is the end game? Like, what's the uh, what's what's the end state of of all of this teasing that they've been doing with the plague doctors, with the rats, and the potential plague that could be coming into Sea of Thieves? Like, is that the next thing we have to worry about? Because we already have uh, Tasha, which who apparently has been doing just she's been doing great. I know she's turning into a skeleton, but don't worry because. We haven't heard from that in so long. I'm sure she's fine. She's probably turned full skeleton. She's totally cool with it at this point. We've probably killed her. We don't know. Um, but as we get into the future of Sea of Thieves, we still don't know what's going on with the adventures. We have a little bit of an idea about what's going on with the mystery. And I couldn't help but want to tie together the Plague Doctor with the rat. It's just a, a thing that I thought was really cool. And I hope it's. I hope it correlates. Like, I hope it's on purpose. Because if it is, it was a really smart idea to, to start playing around with that idea of a plague coming to Sea of Thieves. And maybe that plague is is modernism. You know, maybe that plague is is the uh, Grand Maritime Union. And it's a metaphor. You know, it's a metaphorical plague. It's not like an actual plague. But it's like, a uh, well, now we've got a port that's going to draw more attention to the Sea of Thieves. Now we're going to have a plague of ships coming in to try and take all of the resources and reap all of the resources that Sea of Thieves has. And it's going to destroy it. And we have to try and stop it and blah, 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 you know, yada, yada, yada. And then we have our next big bad, which might be the captain might be grand maritime union who knows at this point um so yeah that was really cool it's out there it's available you can go pick it up maybe that influences your decision to maybe pick it up for the future in case there's ever like a sea of thieves shot where they're like hey uh we know we said we'd probably never want to force people to use um, emporium cosmetics to to sway the decision of a sot shot but you know if you could find a way to take care of someone in a in a a save the pirate uh sot shot then you know, that would be a really good way to do it with the Plague Doctor stuff. But who knows? Stupid thing to say. Don't do it rare, please. <laughs> don't ever enforce something like that because that would be a weird thing to uh, to go go on as you're trying to like force people into buying cosmetics that would uh, increase the chances of having a good shot for SOT shot. The last thing that I wanted to jump into, I think, uh, this week was actually a video that recently came out from UK and Sumo, um, who had, had kind of recorded their experience sailing during the fifth anniversary for the community weekend that we had. Um, I didn't know this was something that was going on, but it was really cool to watch this video. I'm going to have a link in the show notes, um, but it's about a 20 minute video of UK and them finding pirates in the community who weren't pirate legend and helping them get over that last little hump uh, that they needed to be able to get to get to, to pirate legend. And they started off with members of the community to reach out to their community members or the people in the community who had communities um, who hadn't reached pirate legend. And they picked one person, got them over to pirate legend, and then started to ask other creators, hey, is, is there anyone that they can do? And anyone that was pretty much over over 40 or, or had like one of the one of the trade companies already knocked out, um, they were able to do. And they were able to knock out five pirate legends in a day, which sounds impressive. But keep in mind, this is like the last 10 levels for two trade companies for four of the different pirates. But the fact that they that they spent their that they spent their 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 community weekend helping players get to pirate legend one of them even being a day one pirate with the day one i pirate uh, eye patch who'd never hit 
uh, Pirate Legend over the five years um, because they they enjoyed giving loot away more than they uh, enjoyed kind of taking loot from people. Um, it was really cool. It was really awesome to to get to see that kind of an experience and to get to see them hit pirate legend and then immediately go and do the exact same thing for someone else. And believe it or not, there's actually some really good tips in there as far as like handling world events, uh, good ways to get to uh, emissary grade five for both order of souls and merchants uh, Alliance. And it was just really, really fun to see like them kind of go through the process and really kind of min max, like, okay, well, this is the best way for us to get this. Um, and one of the ways that they, they did it was they were actually able to uh, push people up to 49 and then use Lorena's uh, letters of recommendation to get them into 50 so that they could save on some of the loot that they had gathered for the next person. And, and it was kind of a nice way because not only did it utilize multiple ways of... Uh, engaging with content you know they did a lot of world events but they also did um different types of uh voyages but they also utilized like the letters of recommendation the emissary system sinking other ships um very very ingenious way to kind of pull a little bit from everywhere with uh sea of thieves and what it has to offer and one of the things that I thought was really interesting about this video was is that everyone that they everyone that they they brought in um pretty much had gold hoarders done and it, it really did kind of call into question it's like well is is gold hoarders the easiest because it's the one that he, everyone either finds the most stuff for which I, I kind of believe to be a little bit true um or if it's the one that's the the kind of quintessential piratey thing like is is it because gold hoarders is you go out, you bury, you, you find buried treasure, and that's you, you're a yarn pirate out there. Is that what that is, or is it because of the loot pool that's accessible? Is treasure just easier for gold hoarders compared to Order of Souls and Merchant Alliance? I would argue, definitely for the first two, um, but uh, the Merchant Alliance always seems like that is the toughest one to find treasure for. Um, to the point where the other day I was sailing around with Mina and Big Bad Pad and I found a crate of Devil's Rum on a beach that had to go over to Port Merrick. And I was like, can we take this? Because I, I still need these. And it's like, it's, it's like two islands. It's on Rum Runners Island. How, how perfect is it that I'm finding Devil's Rum on Rum Runners Island that has to go to Port Merrick, like port, like the like the drink, like the wine port merit, you get it. Uh, so I, I was like, can we please take this? <laughs> I would really love to take this, uh, cause it's merchant Alliance. And how often do you run into devil's roar, uh, uh, stuff out in the middle of not the devil's roar and get to turn it in. So with all of that kind of being said, it really kind of comes back to the idea of what can rare do or, or does rare need to do anything that, helps kind of equalize the loot pool for stuff uh do they need to find better ways to have content be engaging because i actually really think that um the blanking on it called the ghost ship voyages uh are, are some of the best content in the game i really love ghost ship voyages i think they're one of my favorites um they're quick they're easy you get a decent amount of loot from it and you really don't have to invest a whole amount of time plus you get some uh some you actually get some um uh, supplies out of it too and looking at say like sea forts 
Um, I feel like Seaforts tend to kind of lean a little more towards the gold hoarder stuff. And I think that if anything, I would I would like to see Seaforts have a little bit more order of souls and merchant alliance as opposed to gold hoarder stuff because it feels like it's a little underbalanced in that case um so hopefully rare will be able to kind of look at that and think okay well uk and sumo were out there on community day with the the grade emissary levels you know the increase to reputation and gold stuff like that and they were pushing people to pirate legend and of the five people that they brought on during that day every single one of them was already gold in gold hoarders like they're already past 50 in gold hoarders so it's like i think i think rare could definitely as we're taking a look at the at season nine which is effectively uh shrouded spoils two and really kind of rebalancing the world events making uh solo play more accessible for uh people that don't have other people that they can sail with on a regular basis ensuring that uh, you know, like um, Ashen Winds are easy to complete. Uh, Ghost Fleet, uh, Ghost Fleet uh, World Event is easier to complete. Things like that. Um, let's see if we can balance the loot because right now loot feels like it's a little unbalanced. It's always kind of swayed a little bit more towards gold hoarders. Merchant is always the hardest, and Order of Souls requires the most effort because you're typically going out killing skeletons uh, or or trying to do a Ghost Fleet kind of thing it's 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 definitely the most effort compared to um how dangerous you have to be like you, you're more likely to die on order of souls than anything else right merchant is definitely um the one that that rewards you the least unless you're just working on lost shipment voyages and sometimes those bug out and you don't always get the key and you don't always get the manifest or open up the captain's cabin that always feels really bad uh and and athena honestly feels like the best right now it feels like it, it rewards you the most for doing those um athena voyages like they really are the best and shout out to that weird crew that had kegs the other day that tried to come at us during our our final stage uh and just absolutely got wrecked i am so sorry for you uh but thank you for the loot appreciate it and with that i think that is going to do it for this episode of keelhaun podcast so thank you to everyone that reached out to me to let know the proper time to pull out the kegs from a fort is at the end regardless of what you hear out there it is the correct and only choice so thank you all i appreciate the suggestions and the con the, the uh, concerns that maybe the kegs could be pulled out of the uh fort early in case you need to use them or if you just need to get rid of them um but yes the correct answer was in fact at the end of the fort so Thank you to everyone for listening. If you guys had a good time, if you enjoyed this, um, feel free to let me know. Feel free to like and subscribe. Feel free to, uh, you know, rate and review. I think that's other things in there. Um, also, changes are going to be coming for patrons. So if you're listening to this, don't forget also uh, the Patreon episode is coming up. That is going to be on the 22nd of april at 1 p.m pst we're going to be recording uh also if you guys are listening on the patreon feed there are some uh news things that are going out there for patrons so you might want to jump 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 onto patreon and take a look at some of those uh posts if you didn't get the emails for them which hopefully you guys got the emails for them but changes are a coming 
when they solidify, they should be done at the beginning of next month. And with that, Pirates, I think that's going to do it. So thank you all to listen uh, to those that are listening. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, there are plenty of ways to do that. C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com is uh, the show email address. You can always reach me on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always join the Discord. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Say hi, jump in with other people, be nice, um, be decent human beings, and share some fun. Uh, I think I'm super excited for <laughs> Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That is really uh, just not that far away, but still so, so far away. Um, and there's plenty of other games to be playing right now that if you want to hear more about, head over to the Xbox Expansion Pass, where I talk with uh, my good buddy, Luke Lore. Uh, we are talking about Xbox and all of the news that happens each week in the industry from an Xbox perspective, uh, even regardless of what the game system is. We're going to be talking about it all. So that's it for this week. Thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. public service announcement from the starter set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the starter set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs. So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions? Hey Guardians, we are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside.